approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. We got the whole crew back together today to talk about Week 14. Starts and sits, and let's introduce the crew as always. Coach Jibs, what's going on, brother? Howdy, partner. Welcome into the show. Coach Sean, what's going on, brother? Nothing, nothing. Another beautiful day talking football with my friends. Love that. Love that. Let's do this today, guys. It's great to have everyone back together today. We got a lot to go through today. Obviously, we're going to talk about our starts and sits, our sleepers and busts for the week, and a couple other things in between here. So let's get started with the news for the day, because there's some things to talk about. All right, guys. So players that not did not practice today on Thursday, December 8th, we got... Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. The word is that both these guys are likely to not play in week 14. Then you also have Deontay Johnson, who didn't practice, Rondon Moore, who didn't practice, and a couple quarterbacks, and Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson, who suffered injuries in week 13, did not practice today. Um, The big news, Desmond Ritter, rookie quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons, is going to start in week 15. Thoughts on that, guys? Does it help improve the offense at all, or... Does he become relevant? What What do you got on this? Um, I don't know. Well, it's funny. I don't know if it helps the offense. Um, I think it's different, which is good because we were seeing, you know, 20 passing attempts a week. So I think you know, Desmond Ritter might, you know, air it out a little bit more. But the Falcons aren't – listen, they're not totally out of contention to win the division. They're not totally out of contention to, to you know, make the playoffs. They're going to try and just keep chugging away and – you know, these low passing, high rushing games are going to still happen. I think it's nice that you're finally you've given up on Marcus Mariota and you're like, whatever, like, let's just at least see what Desmond Ritter's got. But I don't think it's going to all of a sudden be this explosion for fantasy. I think it's just going to be, you know, more of the same. I like it. Go ships. I agree. It's probably going to be more of the same. I'm still going to expect him to run the ball north 30 times a game. You know, Ritter probably could run a little bit himself, but Mario was already doing that. So the only optimistic that he probably will be relevant somewhat in Superflex League because there's another quarterback you could add late in the season that kind of help you out. But other than that, like, we just wait and see because I'm not expecting him to blow out the waters or anything being a rookie quarterback and all. So it is what it is. Yeah. No, definitely. It's definitely interesting. Obviously, it's going to spice up this offense, hopefully, a little bit. I mean, Desmond Ritter, it was a reason why he was very highly regarded coming out of college. He had a pretty good senior season, 30 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he ran for almost 400 yards. He actually put 2,100 yards up in four seasons rushing the ball. So, if anything, it does help his overall value, I think, as a mobile quarterback in the league. I think he can probably do something similar to what Marcus Mariota has been doing someone who can probably get to that 15 to 18 range most weeks, as long as the passing doesn't just fall off completely. Uh, but it, it definitely hopefully gives this team a spark and maybe it makes, you know, 
Uh, Drake London a little bit more interesting, at least on a week-to-week basis. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's no one else really in the passing game I like, but maybe it makes Drake London a little bit better. We'll have to wait and see about that. Uh, another big news, obviously, we talked about on Monday, Baker Mayfield got released from the Carolina Panthers. And what do you know? The Los Angeles Rams, the 3-9 and nine Los Angeles Rams, claimed Baker Mayfield. They will take on his salary for the year. Could this have been a dumb move? Smart move doesn't understand why. Uh, there's one thing that if they obviously keep him on the rest of the year, they could get a pick out of it if he goes to another team in the offseason. So maybe that's why they're doing it. Or maybe they're just, hey, maybe Matthew Stafford is done. Maybe he is. He's not that guy. He's older. Maybe they want to see what Baker Mayfield might have. A little, you know, let's see what you got for the rest of the season kind of play and whatnot. Um, what do you guys think about this? Does it help the Rams at all? There's a chance he even plays tonight. So uh, what do you guys think on this? I mean, look, I, 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 what have we said about Baker Mayfield that hasn't already been said? I don't think that he's going to walk into the Rams on five days notice learn the playbook and just be fine. I think it's going to this week, especially they're going to dumb down the offense. They're going to make it very simple passes, you know, first read type stuff. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to have this career resurgence with LA with Sean McVay. I just don't think they are. What I think the Rams are doing is look, we're it's better than what we're rolling out there. Now we'll take a look, we'll see what happens. And then maybe we get a compensatory pick out of it at the end of this. But I don't think like, there is a very slim, slim chance that Baker Mayfield comes in, plays lights out, and then the Rams sign him to some contract in the offseason. Like this narrative that that's going to happen is I was listening to the PFF podcast about it and I was like laughing. I'm like, this is crazy that you think that Baker Mayfield is going to all of a sudden turn his career around. But there's some people out there who do. I don't. I think Baker Mayfield has kind of run his course. Um, he's probably more of a backup than he is a starter at this point in his career. For me, I think it's a CYA just covering their asses. Like Matt Stafford has that neck injury. He's feeling numbness in his legs and stuff. Like if Matt Stafford just decides to hangs up the cleats and kind of voids out that contract, then the Rams have got himself a, I wouldn't say decent, but a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Better than Wolford, better than Ripken on the roster. So CYA, um, good for them. Claiming. Maybe they just didn't want San Francisco to get the claim in, uh, even though I don't think the uh, Rams are the only one to claim him. But it, it is just a CYA for me. Mm-hmm. Nah, I respect it. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, there's a chance he actually gets into some. I, I wouldn't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if he just jump in for a few plays tonight. But we'll wait. Kind of wait and see. So, but that's about it with the news this week, guys. We'll hear more about some injuries, guys. Just keep your eyes on that. Um, we'll find out more how Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter do in Week 15. So, <laughs> all right. So back to the main topic of the day. Starts and sits today. And guess who gets to go first? <laughs> Coach Jibs. Yeah. Coach Jibs oh, gets wow. to go first. John gets to go last. John's doing well. 100%. John's doing too well. We're switching it up. I said we were going to switch it up next time. Coach Jibs, you get to go first. Give us your QB sleeper of the week. Oh, shit. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Of course, this is uh, new. You haven't seen this yet, but I like. I put in a favorable. and can't read. Can't read that? It's that small? Oh, I got to make it bigger. I mean, I'm blind. <laughs> All right. Ooh, yeah. It's not really. It's just just for people who are viewing it out there. It's just my little favorable and poor okay. match. So, but this That's is cool. All right. Well, um, my guy's on that list. And for my sleeper, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think even though he's hampered up with the injury, he could be utilized as a sleeper quarterback due to his matchup out of the last five games. 
for Tennessee Titans, four of the five quarterbacks have been able to give you a usable fantasy stat line, 18 uh, fantasy points and four point for passing touchdown league. So it's definitely not going to break it, but it's going to be a nice steady Eddie. Um, the only quarterback who didn't score 18 points in that time frame was Russell Wilson. He had 15.2 points. So if that's the floor, I'll take it for um, someone that I have to like rely on in week 14. But um, in uh, three out of four of those quarterbacks were able to score twice. So hypothetically, I think Trevor Lawrence is like easy floor play. Obviously if he's in, not hurt. So that's what I'm going to roll with. Tennessee gives up the second most points of quarterbacks. Yeah, no, that, that's a pretty good one. As long as he plays, I know he didn't practice today. Well, probably a wait and see on Sunday kind of approach, but he plays, he should be in for a pretty good outing. So I like it. Uh, for my quarterback sleeper this week, I'm going with Mac Jones. Hate to say that out loud, but uh, Mac Jones, I mean, he plays the Arizona Cardinals this week and the Cardinals allow the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks while allowing a league-high 24 passing touchdowns. And in five of the last six games, they've allowed double-digit passing touchdowns. And while Mac Jones hasn't really had too much upside in terms of a fantasy, a reliable fantasy player, he does produce in, in really favorable matchups. And I think this is a really favorable matchup that I think here exploit and end up with maybe 250 yards and two touchdowns, which will give him potentially a QB1 week in fantasy. So... Uh, I'm going with Mac Jones. If you're hurt with quarterback this week, he's probably out there. You'd probably pick him up and start him and, and hope for the best as you try to inch closer to that playoff breath. So uh, Mac Jones is my QB this week. So Coach John, you're up. Who's your quarterback sleeper this week? My quarterback sleeper this week is, and again, like I, I feel, I always feel guilty about picking this guy because I feel like I picked him a few times. It's Geno Smith. Um, Geno Smith is, you know, he doesn't have that name value that everyone really understands and wants, but he is 22 points in five games straight now. I mean, he's just, it's, he is consistent. He's going to get you that 20 plus points. He's awesome. He might not light the board up and put up 30, 40 plus, but in sometimes, especially with all the injuries that are going on, all quarterback controversy and changes and stuff like that, you just need, Give me my steady 20 to 25 points. And, and Geno Smith is just that guy. Uh, Carolina is 11th in points per game to quarterbacks. Um, so it's not a great matchup, but it's not a scary matchup either. And there's no running back available, I don't think. So <laughs> they're going to have to throw the ball a decent amount um, in this game. I think, um, you know, the only thing that could hamper is Carolina just can't keep up with Seattle point wise. And then, they lean on the run game and who knows who it is, Tony Jones, Wayne Gallman, whatever bum they sign off the practice squad. But <laughs> I have a feeling Geno is going to throw a lot this game and, and they're going to win through the air. So I, I like Geno Smith as a big, you know, top, top 10 guy this week. I like it. I like it. Fan of the right there. We never lose my starting lineup anymore at this point. So I like it. Um, we are on to bus now. So Jibs, give us your quarterback bust of the week. Dakota Rain Prescott. And like if you want 15, maybe 16 fantasy points, I believe that Prescott will be your guy. Houston has been absurdly stingy versus quarterbacks this season. They gave up the second fewest points. Since Houston's bye week in week six, quarterbacks have been averaging 12.1 fantasy points per game. With Houston's incapability to stop the run because they're a walking door, Matt, I'll see 
uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard having a great game running the ball endlessly. And Dak, yeah, he's been hyper efficient with like his passing touchdowns compared to his passing volume. Like he's basically just been like living on like 30 passing attempts per game. So if he stays in that hot streak, hey, he might get you 16, like I said, but I'm not really um, high on Des Prescott this week. No, sir. Yeah, no, I love that there are a lot. Of, I think that people have to underestimate that Houston's secondary doesn't allow too many passing yards or passing touchdowns. So uh, it's, it's going to come on the ground more times than not. And it, Dak might have like a 280-yard game, but he might have one touchdown of the day. And it might, and that doesn't really provide top 10 fantasy value. So it's definitely a good time to sit Dak this week, or at least just beware. So uh, for my quarterback bust this week, I went with the guy who I went with last week, and it hit me very well, and it was Sean Watson. I mean, he put up five fantasy <laughs> points last week. Didn't he? he looked like a dog <laughs> shit. He looked horrible. He looked bad. He, it's clearly that Watson has some rust he needs to work off first before coming back to a fantasy star again. Uh, well, it doesn't happen this week, I don't think. The Bengals allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks with just 11 touchdown passes on the season. That means it's less than one touchdown pass Damn. on average per game. Um, and, and again, Watson needs to prove it. I, you, if you hold on to Watson this long, great. You know, I did a, a league or two, but you got to go with someone else and, and at least who's putting up fantasy points compared to what Watson's giving us. If he puts up a good week, I'll trust him. But until he does that, I mean, how, how do I trust a guy who hasn't played in over two years and coming off a really bad performance? And granted, it was his old former team and whatnot. I mean, they had a chip on their shoulder. And again, we just mentioned Dax to sit this week, but more than five points. You got to be kidding me. So for me, just on Watson, I'm, I'm not touching him until he proves otherwise. So especially in important week 14 matchups, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wasting or risking that situation. So for me, Dax is sit. I mean, not that. Well, Dax is sit, but Sean Watson's also a sit. So, all right, Coach Sean, what do you got for us? So I'm going with, and this one hurts. This one hurts my soul to say out loud. Uh, but I'm going with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is. Uh, lackluster to say the least as a fantasy quarterback he is he's winning these ugly games late and he's doing everything he can to possibly drag this team into the end zone but it's not pretty and and the 49ers are the uh, terrible matchup allowing 14.3 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position so um you know, I, I don't think this offense really has ever gotten going at any point in, in time in this season. It, it seems like he's missing passes, missing easy passes. Is when he does connect, they're dropping passes. It's just, it's ugly out there. So, I think Tampa is still very much in the hunt for the playoffs, but this offense hasn't had one of those, you know, explosive outputs uh, that you expect where Brady's going to score three, four touchdowns and throw for 300 yards, 400 yards. And it's just, it's certainly not going to come against the 49ers. Um, I think this is just going to be another, you know, low scoring, ugly 17 to 10 win. Um, so I, I just, it, it sucks because you haven't really been able to use Tom Brady at all this season. And now the season's getting towards the end, but I, I just don't. I'm not trusting him going into the heading into your playoffs and what is probably a must win for most people. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely tough. I know I had to make a decision between him and Tannehill. And I think I might go Tannehill, honestly. I don't know. Really tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah, quarterbacks are tough this week. And six teams on by quarterbacks got some, some good quarterbacks got some pretty tough matchups. So it is what it is. 
But we're on a tight ends now. Coach mm-hmm. Shivs, give us your sleeper tight end of the week. Um, I'll go with Gerald Everett. Uh, he's coming up with an excellent game versus the Raiders, and I think he can follow up that performance against the Dolphins, who give the third most points to tight ends, who they allowed the fourth most touchdowns with seven so far to the position, and they have allowed the second most receptions two tight ends so far this season. So I think there's going to be ample opportunity. Hopefully Mike Williams doesn't play and um, he can stay in that kind of role. Yeah. We all hope that Mike Williams doesn't play. But <laughs> he, did, he did get a full practice in today. So full? We'll see. He got, he got upgraded from a limited yesterday to a full today. Just solid. So, but Gerald Everett has a great matchup. So I like it, Jibs. Miami has been very bad against tight ends, unfortunately, this whole season. So it's been tough to watch. Okay, on to my sleeper tight end. And I went with someone that's got a little lower and that really, you know, it's hard to want to trust someone, but if the matchup just makes sense and then if Ronda Mo doesn't play this week, it might even be better. But Trey McBride is my sleeper tight end this week. The Patriots are allowing the ninth most fantasy points per game to tight ends and the second most touchdowns to tight ends on the season with eight. Um, McBride's involvement has just eight targets in the two and a half games with no, you know, Zach Ertz. They're coming off a bye. And what do we know about bye week? Sometimes rookies, they try to get them a little bit more involved in the offense here. And I think that this week, the young tight end, he gets himself more involved in a favorable matchup and a matchup that's going to probably need them to pass the ball a little bit. I think Trey McBride ends up having a pretty good week and surprising a lot of people. So, John, over to you, my friend. What do you got for us? I'm going to take the tight end in the same game, opposite side of the field, and that's Hunter Henry. Uh, Arizona absolutely stinks against tight ends. They have for the better part of four or five years. Um, they've allowed seven touchdowns in the past four games to tight ends. That's like, and we talk about this when you get into the streaming category of tight ends, when you get into um, some of these lower tier guys, you're just looking for a touchdown. And I think Hunter Henry is a good bet for a touchdown this week. Um, you know, Arizona, like I said, really porous to the tight end position. I don't know what it is. Um, and I think Mac Jones is going to throw, I think Arizona is going to, you know, have to put up some points early and, and, you know, we're going to see Mac Jones kind of, I mean, not chuck the ball around the yard because he can't do that, but he's going to throw the ball a decent amount. And uh, my bet is Hunter Henry falls in the end zone. Yeah, no, I like that one there a lot. I, I know I, I was able to pick him off the waivers this week for one of my matchups and, and, I'm very excited about his his play this week since I even have Mac Jones. So as a sleeper, so why not Hunter Henry as well? I like it. All right, Coach Jibs, what do you got for tight end busts? I'm going with my stack with Schultz. Um, if you could, you, if you have to start him, start him. But I don't think you'll feel good about it. Uh, like I was explained with Dak Prescott, like I don't think the Cowboys would need to throw. Houston um, gives up the 17th fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Only three tight ends so far this year have reached more than 10 PPR fantasy points. Only three. Um, that would be Gerald Everett had a monster game at the bet. Uh, and Dallas Goddard had a 20 point game. Um, but I, I'll say um, they only average 45 receiving yards per game and they've been giving up some touchdowns, but they don't really give up yardage at least mm-hmm. over the last five games so i think he might be in a bad spot dalton schultz yeah no like i guess you, you mentioned Dak prescott already i mean it, it, it makes sense that if schultz i think he only had two targets this past week um you know his his target share has been kind of fluctuant at times and in a, in a matchup they don't throw the ball a lot makes total sense 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my tight end bust this week is Dawson Knox. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to start a tight end that has to play a defense in the New York Jets who haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet this season. And the last time they played the New York Jets, Dawson Knox put up four fantasy points. And that was with a healthy Josh Allen at the time. So I just can't see Dawson Knox really having a big game where he gets a touchdown and, you know, ends up with 10, 12 fantasy points pretty easily. I think if he does, he's going to get two catches for 40 yards at best, maybe 25 realistically. And it's just, it's not what you want in your fantasy player. There's no upside with Dawson Knox. The only thing is that if he scores a touchdown, he's a good day, but you're not scoring. He hasn't scored many touchdowns this season and it's not the matchup to a team that doesn't allow touchdowns. So uh, if you have Dawson Knox in your start lineup still, I'm sitting him if I can. Coach John, what do we got? I have Tyler Higby. Um, Tyler mm-hmm. Higby. Tyler Higby is been on a real slide basically ever since Matt Stafford left. Uh, he, he has scored 11 points combined in the three games without Matt Stafford. So uh, clearly, you know that connection, that kind of dump off, that outlet valve that that Higby was uh, for Stafford was super useful. I, I just don't see that offense kind of, you know, revolving around Higby anymore. It's just limited. Um, They need pass catchers. So there could always be that kind of seven, eight target game, but uh, with the potential of Baker Mayfield coming in on a short week and all these other things, I just don't think I'm willing to kind of beat my head against the wall with Higby again, because odds are he could just get two targets and one catch for 14 yards. And you're like, Oh, tremendous. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's a good point there because, I mean, it is a good matchup, but mm-hmm. he's just not involved in the offense without Stafford, so right. it's unfortunate. All right, so let's get over to this RB sleepers now, guys. Coach Jibs, what do you got for your RB sleeper this week, man? I'm going a little uh, – he's on the list right there. I'm going to go with you, Hubbard, and before the bye week, we saw him have the most carries he saw all season was 17. Uh, we know Devonta – Donta Foreman's – a little hampered up, but he said he's going to play Sunday. So if they could kind of maintain the role that they were the rushing load that they were splitting last week, I think he'll be usable because Seattle gives up the second most points to running backs. Um, they have allowed the five running backs to reach at least 10 half PPR points in three of the last games. And that should be a encouraging sign because, you know, Foreman, if he's if he's right, he's probably going to be a hundred yard guy. If Chuba Hubbard could get 60 some yards and catch a few passes. I think he'll have a good day too. So um, I'm not, I don't mind using Chuba Hubbard in a pinch this week. No, I like that one. Obviously I have it there on the list. So I agree with you for sure. So I like that one. Um, my RB sleeper this week, I want Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, and it doesn't sound like a good matchup on paper because it's the Denver Broncos. No, Denver Broncos is the defense. Uh, but Isaiah Pacheco has led the chiefs in rushing over the last four weeks now with at least 60 yards in each game. And you know what? Prior to the Ravens game, because obviously the Ravens ran nothing on the Broncos. Prior to that game, three of the last four of those games, they let up a 120-yard rusher each of, the, each of those three of the final four games prior to this Ravens game. I think this is a team that Pat Mahomes doesn't really do that well against Denver all that often, especially in the air. He doesn't really have a magnificent game. That's why I kind of have him as a potential bust. But I think this is a game where Isaiah Pacheco can kind of run the ball up the middle of the field here and, and do some really good things. And I think that if you start Isaiah Pacheco this week, he could end up really much giving you a RB2 kind of week in terms of fantasy. So uh, I have Isaiah Pacheco as a nice sleeper this week, and I think he ends up doing a pretty good job. So, 
So, Sean, what do you got with your first RB sleeper? Well, it was going to be Isaiah Pacheco, so it's, but I'm switching. <laughs> it sucks. It really does suck. I apologize, guys. Um, but I'm going to go with the other one that I had, which was Cam Akers. Um, Cam Akers is kind of burst back onto the scene. Um, I think that they're, you know, they're kind of finally just accepting that they can't throw the ball, accepting that they can't really move this offense. They gave him 17 carries, you know, didn't result in the most efficient yardage but he got in the end zone twice that saved your fantasy day um so i think that they will be more of that where it's going to be a lot of volume not super efficient but you hope he gets in the end zone um it is interesting because uh the the vegas Raiders have allowed seven running backs to score 12 ppr points in the past five games so they're, they're just like letting up points to running backs they love it um, so I think that you're going to get at least a pretty safe floor, um, with Cam Akers of, you know, that 12, 13 points, but there's the chance that he gets in the end zone a couple times and has another decent day. So I know it's been hard. It's been really risky and scary starting Cam Akers. It's been downright terrible. Um, but I think last week and this week, last week should give you some confidence going into this week that he's a, an okay flex play. Yeah, I, I, I like it for sure. I mean, I'm hoping he can kind of keep up on here. He, he needs a touchdown to score, though. I don't know. If he doesn't get a touchdown, I don't know how great of a day it will be, but it's, mm-hmm. it's possible that he can score a touchdown in this game because they need weapons somewhere. So I like it. Coach Jibs, what we got with your second RB sleeper? And John stole mine, so I'm going to oh, wow. go with one on the fly. Uh, <laughs> Sunday Night Football, Raheem Mostert, I believe he played a little bit more. He played way more than Jeff Wilson did last week. Uh, Chargers. <laughs> have i think they allowed the fourth most points to running backs they allowed 300 yard rushers so far so that's a courage and sign that even with murray mostert splitting work to a degree that he could probably reach that plateau or close to knee or be it and then um uh six of the last seven running backs to face the chargers have all topped 10 half ppr points as a benchmark and a lot of them had more than 12 so <laughs> so it's a carriage sign for him and jeff wilson so i'm gonna go with raheem Mostert. no i like it i like it. i thought you know you going first you wouldn't have to worry about getting sniped mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it still happens i guess no matter what position you pick in but... i want to be skating makers but <laughs> <laughs> well, hey i like it still i mean raheem Mostert definitely has a good shot to have a really fantastic game in the favorable matchup so i like it uh, my second RB sleeper is Tony Jones. Carolina TJ. Panthers allow, huh? TJ Maxx? TJ Maxx, yeah, TJ Maxx, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if Kenneth Walker doesn't play. We'll see. And obviously, DJ Dallas is injured and Travis Homer is injured. It could end up just not being a, T- a Tony Jones, though. But picking him up and waiting until Sunday to see what the hell is going on with that injury report, the Carolina Panthers are allowing the eighth most fantasy points per game to RBs. And, you know, I think Kenneth Walker does get set this way. I think they try to, like, make try to be safe about it. I, I would be safe about it. They're a team that can make the playoffs. Don't mess up Kenneth Walker because you could use him. And, you know, Tony Jones has that physical mentality up the middle of the field that Pete Carroll likes. And while I don't expect him to blow things up, I think he can end up finishing as a pretty solid low-end RB2 in fantasy. He's free off waivers. And I think he could see majority of the work in this offense here. So, for me, if you pick him up and hold wait until Sunday and throw him as your RB2 or flex option, I think he ends up having a pretty solid outing overall. So he is my second RB sleeper. So, so Sean, what do you have as your RB2 sleeper? 
My RB2, my second RB sleeper is Zonovan Knight. Uh, Zonovan Knight is running back for the Jets, people who don't know. Um, kind of been on fire the past two weeks, uh, scoring over 100 yards all purpose with Michael Carter out of the way. The thing that sucks is Michael Carter might be back, so that does throw a wet blanket on this take a little bit. Um, but the Bills have allowed uh, at least uh, 13 PPR points to running backs in four of the past five, I think, if I had it right. Um, so it, they do give up to the passing game. Um, you know, Zonovan Knight has seen a target share. Uh, Mike White loves to do these dump-offs, these kind of screen game plays and stuff like that. And so – Zonovan has been a big beneficiary of that. I'm just, um, I, I think Michael Carter, there is no, the way Zonovan Knight has played, I think earned him the right to let Michael Carter rest another week, in my opinion. Um, if, if Michael Carter is not 100%, um, there's no reason to play him. The Jets are playing okay. This is a tough matchup. Um, so I think they're just going to lean on the, the rookie uh, again. And it's going to be a, you know, I think you can you can roll them out there. It's it's a tough matchup against the Bills, but they can be beat with pass catching running backs. Yeah, no. uh, I like that. I think people who think Michael Carter coming back will take Knight out of the equation. I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. I think you still see a majority of actually the first second down work, and even in the passing game, you saw like it's five targets last week, caught all mm-hmm. five of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he made enough noise that he's going to be involved in this offense. Press the season, so I like it. I like it a lot. All right, Coach Jibs, back to you, my friend. RB busts. What do you got for us? Uh, I'm going with Travis Etienne, and I don't know if he like fully recovered from his injury that he sustained two weeks ago, but he does have his work cut out with him against the Titans' great run defense. They give up the seven fewest points to position since their bye. And week six, no running backs has been able to top 58 rushing yards. Russian, I mean, running backs have been able to make up some of that low output due to the receiving work. But Travis Etienne, like since he took over his job, he's only maxing out like at three receptions per game. So like they're underutilizing, and I'm kind of worried about the optics, the matchup, and um, everything else. So lower your mm-hmm. expectations for young Trav. Yeah, that's exactly what I said in the and the, you can see it on the side there. I mean, mm-hmm. he has he's got a tough run defense, but if he got involved in the passing game, the Titans have like the Great. most receptions to RBs. But like you said, Jibs, three receptions per game basically or three targets so it doesn't really scream a great game for him. So I like it. Uh, that would mean it's my turn. It's my RB bust this week. It's Devin Singletary. Uh, Devin Singletary continues to lose a little bit of work here and there to James Cook week in and week out. And James Cook had as many targets almost in week 13 than Devin Singletary had over the prior four weeks. And while he's still the main back, I mean, you just can't forget how involved James Cook continues to get over the last two weeks here. And a really tough matchup where Devin Singletary really did nothing against the Jets last time. And if he doesn't see that passing work, it's, it's really just relying on the rushing. The Jets have been really good against rushers this season here. Um, I really don't want to start him in, 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 a, in an important week 14 matchup. So for me, Devin Singletary is the guy I'm sitting this week. Yeah, I don't John. even know if he's the primary back anymore, by the I way. Know. I, mean, I, I don't even know. know. You, you said he's still the primary back. I don't know anymore. I don't he's know. still James. the main down back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But James Cook's coming in hot, man. James Cook's coming in hot. Um, I think they're going to 
Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I would sit Devin Singletary <laughs> easily. Um, my sit is uh, – which one do I want to go with first? I'll go with Damian Pierce. I, I think Damian Pierce is a, a full sit for me. Um, you know, do whatever you can to not get him in your lineup. Dallas is the fourth against RBs. They're going back to um, – what's his name? Uh, quarterback. Why can't I think of it? Mills. Davis Mills. Mills. They're going back to Davis Davis Mills. So so who knows what this offense is going to look like. You're not going to have any, you you might not have Nico Collins. You might not have Brandon cooks like this. Dallas could really blank Houston on this game. And so I I don't want anything to do with Damian Pierce. Uh, He hasn't scored since week five. um, You know, when he really was touting as this RB one and then, you know, the wheels kind of fell off the bus. He just has been pedestrian on a bad offense ever since. And so I I don't think that, you know, he's one of those for the first couple of weeks, he was definitely like, Oh, you got to get him in your lineup, figure it out, jam him in there. If you have to sit someone else, do it. And now it's kind of like, you know, I'm not dying to get Damian Pierce in my lineup, especially in a bad matchup. So uh, he's a full sit for me. Yeah, no, I like that there. I I really had no interest in Damian Pierce this week. Unless he would have saw a big target share with the wide receivers out, but I just can't see that happening. I feel like they're going to get other the tight ends involved, the other running backs. It's a hard matchup. I'm not dealing with Damian Pierce this week. I like that there. Have him you guys got the me now. Huh? Yeah. So you guys got me. I have uh, Walker injured, and I have Pierce and Aker. <laughs> I think that's my RB2, so now I'm like literally just like thinking like really hard. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's a tough – see, that's a tough one because, like, again, you're, you want to – previous the past you know season like previous games you want to say Damian Pierce but matchup and like and and, you know the recent the recency bias of this past game I don't know Cam Akers might that's tough that's a really tough decision I feel bad um trade to the fancy (laughs) intestinal fortitude that's what it takes decisions like that take intestinal fortitude (laughs) absolutely I'm all clear though. I don't no playoffs. I mean, I don't have any like playoff implications, so I'm good. I got a lot this week. Thank God I have all my 30 teams. Um, all right, <laughs> so let's go to the wide receiver sleepers here now. Coach Jibs, who's your first wide receiver sleeper? I'm going to go with Jerry Judy. Um, with Sutton looking like a long shot to play this week, and with a hamstring injury, I think. Judy could be utilized as a good wide receiver three, probably a flex in um, shallower leagues. We all know the Broncos, Denver Broncos, as offensively has issues um, sustaining drives. They only score 14 points per game, but Kansas City gives up the fourth most points to wide receivers, and they also give up the sixth most points to quarterbacks, which is a slight encouraging sign that Russell Wilson may be able to get more than like 200 passing yards for a game. But um, and the, the last uh, three out of the last four games, Casey has allowed uh, two wide receivers to reach over 60 yards receiving. And like if you look at the game split, it's like one receiver getting 100 yards and this wide receiver two getting 60, at least 60 yards. So like with Judy being the presumed number one, I think he's going to be in line with a good day. Maybe him. You make it get like even more deeper sleeper for the wide receiver for the Broncos. And uh, I'll think Dulce should be in play too. But I, I love Jerry Judy this week. Hmm. Yeah, no, I like that one there a lot. I think Jerry Judy ends up having a pretty solid out, and he's been okay at times. And you know, especially, I think Cortland Sutton's going to miss this game, so I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, my first sleeper is DJ Shark. Now, this wow. could be Jamison Williams' time, but I, I don't know how much Damon, Jamison Williams is going to get involved in the offense. 
after, you know, he played very minimal snaps last week. I don't know if that jumps into him playing that whole snap count. Uh, and then DJ Shark gets involved in this offense where Minnesota allows, like, the most yards to wide receivers this season. And we saw it last week with Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis having fantastic weeks. Corey Davis kind of reminds me somewhat of, of a DJ Shark type of individual. And I think, you know, he's had 11 targets over the last two weeks since he's come back from injury. And I, I like his play. And he is somebody who has a big playability to his game. And I think if you have him as a as a flex option this week as a sleeper, he should end up putting up pretty solid at least RB uh, wide receiver three value or better this week in fantasy. So uh, DJ Sharks my first wide receiver sleeper this week. Coach John, what do you got for your first wide receiver sleeper? Uh, the first wide receiver sleeper I'm going with is Zay Jones. Uh, Zay Jones just had an absolute terrible game against what should have been a good matchup in Detroit. Um, I think it was, I mean, he saw seven targets, so I don't know what really the, the miscommunication was or the breakdown was, but I think Tennessee being the number one um, worst uh, defense against wide receivers is a good bounce back. So, you know, he's, he's still going to see his seven, eight targets. It's just, you kind of what he does with them. Um, Tennessee has given up over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns in the past five games. So I'm predicting, you know, again, your seven, eight targets, but much more production, much more output. Um, you know, we wanted to start Trevor Lawrence and he's a, a good sleeper candidate for the, you know, the fantasy coaches. I think it's going to come a lot from, you know, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. No, no, I think Zay Jones has a nice bounce back after a really disappointing, uh, you know, week 13. So I, I, the matchup makes sense. I think it's going to be somewhat of a technical shootout to some extent. So I like it. All right, Coach Jiz, back to your second sleeper wide receiver. Who do you got? Hold up, I'm adding DJ Chark on one of my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> Good ad. Um, Good ad. Great ad. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, another next man up situation. He's been dreadful this season. He showed little to no consistency. But without uh, Traylon Burks, I would play Woods as a low end flex. He faces the Jaguars this week, who allowed the last five out of eight wide receivers to reach at least 12. Point three half PPR points. Uh, Devonta Adams had a 31.6 explosion. Tony had 17. NVS had 13.5. Amon Ra 29.1. The aforementioned DJ Chark had 12.3. So I think even when a badly a bad passing offense of the Titans that they deploy, I think Robert Woods can fall into some production. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. It's so bad for Bob Woods. I used to love playing Bob Woods in fantasy. Now it's like who? Yeah. I- I have no faith in Bob Woods ever on this Titans. I hope he gets traded this offseason. He needs a new team. Get him out of Tennessee. They don't need him there. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's there for Richard. Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. I, I don't want to do it, but it makes sense. Matchup's good. Top receiver. I like it. All right. Uh, my second RB wide receiver sleeper is George Pickens. You know, the two targets last week really hurt really really hurt but uh you know this coming week they play the ravens who allowed the eighth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers they allowed the sixth most yards this season and while the matchup was good last week and it kind of failed you got to kind of go back to it again because pickens has that upside to be really good in fantasy and you know i don't think the ravens run defenses it was better i think than the latin the falcons plays so i think that this coming week george uh, not george pickens uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett gets things kind of going in the right direction in the divisional matchup here. There's a chance that even they they can even win 
enough games to get in the playoffs, though, which is wild. And, you know, Mike Conlon isn't a guy who likes to be under 500, never had done it in his whole career at this point. So I think they're going to really work hard to beat this team that doesn't have Lamar Jackson potentially this week here. So uh, for me, George Pickens is someone I, I think I'm, I'm trusting to put back in my flexible uh, spots in fantasy, and he ends up having a pretty good week, I think, and bounces back this week. So he's my second wide receiver sleeper. Coach John, who do you have as your wide receiver two sleeper? My second wide receiver sleeper is Adam Thielen. Uh, Adam Thielen is, you know, one of those players who, and, I, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past. He's one of those people that really benefits from a good matchup. Um, and you can't get a much better matchup uh, than you have this week against Detroit. So, uh, you know, I, I really think that it's going to be a, um, you know, last time he played Detroit was week three. It was, he went six for 61 and a score. I, I think you're probably going to see a similar stat line. He's not the type of player that can break a hundred yards anymore. Um, but he is definitely a threat in the red zone to score. So I, I like, I think the game's going to hit the over. I think there's going to be points galore because neither team can stop a nosebleed. So I just think Adam Thielen is a good bet for a touchdown this week. Yeah, no, I love that. I think the matchup is perfect for him. Uh, he's been kind of on a slump slightly here and there recently. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in, a, in a favorable matchup against the, even though they're projected, they're not projected, but they're, the betting odds has Detroit on top right now, which is hilarious, but crazy, um, <laughs> just crazy. crazy. Uh, Minnesota has a great shot to win this game and it's going to come with the passing game. And obviously Adam Thielen will be involved. So I like it. All right. Last but not least, wide receiver bus. Coach Jim, who's your wide receiver bus of the week? Uh, real quick, we're going to tell our grandchildren like, yo, oh my God, the tre tre Detroit Lions were so bad. They went one list and then it's like, yo, grandpa, yo, the lines are fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, the wide receiver bus, do yourself a favor, just sit Gabe Davis this week. He's been more bust and boom this season. There's uh, since his bye week, there's been two games where he scored at least more than 10 PPR fantasy points. Um, and he faced the Jets in week nine. He went two for 33 yards. I doubt Sauce Gardner is going to be following Stefan Diggs around. So I think he'll be on him. And Gabe Davis, this is his stat line versus the Jets in his career. 5.2 targets per game, uh, two receptions, 40 receiving yards, and he has not scored against the Jets. So, I don't know what to tell you. I like it. That was mine. So, now I got to think on the spot here real quick. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – who am I going to go with this week here in terms of a sit? I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, mm -hmm. I know he's a flexible option, but in the same sense, he's definitely a risky flex. Uh, you know, to trusting Deshaun Watson to throw the ball and having two fantasy-relevant wide receivers in his second game back seems kind of tough to do. He barely did that with one. I don't know if Mark, Mark Cooper had a really down week, too. It's just hard to trust on the road. I know Mark Cooper's bad on the road, which might make someone else better on the road. But in general right now, I just, I just can't touch, trust Deshaun Watson to put up good fantasy numbers yet. And not when people's Jones is going to struggle as he did kind of last week, unless he, he scored the right, he scored the touchdown, which kept his fantasy day really good. He got that punt return for a touchdown, but you can't expect him to have a punt return for a touchdown. Each and every yeah. week. So the offense has to do something. I don't think Donovan people's Jones is going to do that. Well, uh, you know, the Bengals, the Bengals pretty good defense overall. And you saw them last week kind of just stop down the chiefs offense outside of, you know, Travis Kelsey. And even then Travis Kelsey didn't really have 
the biggest fantasy week overall. So for me, the wide receivers position here, it's hard to trust these guys. And I'm going to prefer to sit them this week. Just six touchdowns on the seasons to wide receivers. I, I can't see Deshaun, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones scoring this week. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from him if I can. You're okay with Cooper? <laughs> I think they're just, I think they're, they're, they're making the, they're going to, the, the playbook's going to expand each every week for Watson, but early on, it's going to be simple. Yeah. And they're going to, he's going to throw to his top target, which will be Cooper. And it's, it's a, I know it's a road game, but I think he's going to see the majority of targets still and have the opportunity to do well enough. I just don't know if Donald Peoples Jones is going to see that same opportunity. Yeah. I feel like he's. Coach John, yeah. this is up here. So my sit is Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans is um, hasn't scored since week four, um, which is a usually he is kind of a touchdown machine. So he hasn't scored. He's also been held under 60 yards for four straight games. So he's not getting the deep targets. He's not getting these big plays. He's not scoring touchdowns. He's just not really doing anything. And it goes back to my Tom Brady point where this offense just hasn't clicked and exploded in the way we expect it to. Um, the 49ers have only allowed two touchdowns in the past three games to wide receivers. So again, if, if, if you're trying to bet on maybe he falls in the end zone this week, because regression is due or whatever, it's, it's not happening against the 49ers. So, um, I don't know what is going on in Tampa, whether it's the play calling, whether it's, you know, Brady losing a step, it's, I don't know, something's just off and I'm not willing to start. I mean, Godwin is the only one just because he's a PPR machine, and Rashad White because he looks like he's getting all the work, but uh, that's about it for that offense. I'm not really starting anybody else with confidence. Yeah, no, um, it's definitely tough to want to start Evans. He just hasn't not been playing well. I mean, it's like four catches for 50 yards each and every single week. The 49ers are tough defense. I like it there. I don't hate it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like where's Evans, and then you see uh, like a picture of him barking on the sideline, and then he catches the ball, and then. We're happy in the, yeah, this yeah. Again. No <laughs> and again, and it's like, it's, and it's, it's crazy because I don't know what he's complaining about. Cause if you watch the games, he does get targeted. It's just, he either drops it or Brady's overthrowing him. And it's like, I, there's just no, like, there's just no like chemistry at all in this offense. There's no flow. There's no, it's, it's so weird to watch the, the Tampa Bay offense. It just doesn't function. It's, 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 it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our week 14 starts and sits, guys. We appreciate you for tuning in as always. Uh, we'll get our say-offs here. Coach John, anything you want to say before we get going? Uh, no, I got nothing to say. Um, enjoy uh, enjoy some football tonight. I think we're going to watch uh, the Vegas Raiders <laughs> and the, uh, and the um, Rams play football. Who knows? But um, – don't look now. Vegas is back in the hunt for the playoffs. Everyone was writing them off four weeks into the season. It's crazy. Um, so if they get a win here. It'll be really interesting. I think it'll sort of spice things up uh, in the playoff bubble. Race. But other than that, that's all I'm looking for in this game. I love it. Coach Jibs, what do we got? I just pray it's a good game, something easy on the eyes to watch. But other than that, as always, go Birds. I like it. All right. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in to our podcast, whether you're live stream, you're watching the live stream or you're listening to it afterwards. Uh, you can visit our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We've got our articles, rankings, other podcasts, my playbook sitting up there, a lot of cool things on there on the website. And always, 
please go follow us over on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. We can uh, hit us up with any fantasy questions you may have. We'll help you out as much as we can while it comes to Dynasty Redraft, uh, picking lineups, picking up, dropping players, whatever. Maybe we're here to help you guys out. And again, always subscribe to our YouTube channel here. Give us a five-star review wherever you guys listen to your podcast because it will help us out in the long run. So we thank you guys for listening in. We'll be back on Monday after this at playoff time. So we'll be talking playoffs then and everything in between. So thank you guys all for listening. Tune in till next time, guys, and have a good one. The back is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up. Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing it, go.